You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lakers Fast Break Basketball. This is Gerald Glassford from the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated. Well, in recent days, I've heard and actually seen a lot as far as what's going on in the NBA, especially the Western Conference. A lot of people are getting nervous in Lakerland as far as how good the Jazz are. In fact, they're going and playing extremely well on the road. Everybody's getting worried as far as how good the Clippers are looking because the Clippers, outside of a hiccup in Brooklyn where they almost took that game as well, they've looked extremely good. Everybody was starting to think and ponder, maybe the Lakers aren't as good as advertised because they kind of struggled, had that tough game in Detroit. People were starting to wonder, could this be a more than a one-team race as far as it's concerned? Well, I think with the second half that they showed tonight against the Denver Nuggets, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, they proved without a shadow of doubt they are the team to beat in the NBA right now. Just seeing them at the top of their game, their game is probably better than anyone else's. But again, they have to play at the top of their game. They didn't play at the top of their game in the first half. Kind of struggled, especially on the offensive end. But in that second half, they dominated on both ends of the floor. And to talk about today's game is a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check him out today. All of his articles on medium.com and of course, Lakerholics.com as well. And I'll tell you what, Laker Tom, we've been waiting for the Lakers to really snap out of it. And I think whatever happened in that first half, it just got them in that locker room. It snapped them out of it because they had a sensational second half. Well, you know, I, I wrote an article for Lakerholics.com talking about all the simple fact that it was just LeBron James and Alex Caruso were the only two players on the Lakers who had a positive net plus minus rating for the last four games. And, and we plummeted from, you know, our high rankings everywhere. Uh, our defense was still holding on as first, but, but during that stretch, we really were suspect and it was worrisome about it. it was the whole team. It was just LeBron and AD who, and AC who were the only two that were playing well. And then you go into a game like this and you figure that Mark Gasol is going to get a lot of pressure from playing against Nikola Jokic. Uh, he, he really did not have a good game against Joel Embiid. Um, there were a lot of questions about our 
rim protection, but mostly it was our offense. We weren't hitting our threes. We weren't getting assists. We weren't getting, you know, we weren't getting to the basket. We were getting beat in second chance points. We were getting beat in offensive rebounds. We came out the second half, and I have to say, this was the first time this year that I have seen this roster play the same type of championship pressure defense all over the court, flying all over, making shots, blocking shots, putting pressure, doubling, challenging players everywhere on the court. Um, and it was a, just a terrific performance by the Lakers, uh, an MVP performance for sure by LeBron James. Excellent, excellent games by almost everybody on the team contributed at times. Anthony Davis was not the second best player in the world tonight, but he made a couple of key plays. And, and there was some just great play from Harrell, from THT, from KCP at times. Um, it wasn't a great game by Caruso. Um, Caruso had some good defensive stuff. In fact, he, he had finally. Some good defensive plays. He had some good assists. We moved the ball. We had 29 assists. Well, I was going to say, he had. He finally, finally got the better hand of Michael Porter Jr. one time. You yep. know the jokes that we were saying last year in the bubble when he would get him and he would fake him literally out the building. He finally got him as he blocked the three-pointer this time around. Right. And Kuzma, Kuzma had two key blocks yeah. in the game. Schroeder showed some incredible hustle, those two dives for the ball. We outscored them by 33 points in the second half and held them to 35 points one of the hottest teams around. Joker scored seven points early. He scored six points the last three quarters. And a good deal of that time, he was guarded by Montrez Harrell, yep. who, was, who was destroyed by the alley reporters and so forth after having a dismal uh, playoffs in the bubble last year after his grandmother died. Trez played terrific defense. The team played great defense. And you saw that, that whole philosophy that we took on with Anthony Davis really playing the five and every time Harold was in there he was really playing the four because Anthony Davis was the guy who was guarding Joker and and uh, it was just a terrific game I mean I I'm so proud of the Lakers for coming out this was exactly what this team needed to do it was a statement game I said it was a game that they had to win on Lakerholics.com and they came through with a 21 point victory walking away, never took their foot off the gas in the second half, totally focused the entire time. And that lineup of, of LeBron, THT, Kuzma, AC, and, and Harrell was terrific again. And then they combined that with, with AD and, and LeBron in that lineup with THT and Schroeder. That was another, there were some great combinations that were played in the second half. And the Lakers, the Lakers are as I said many times, in a tear by themselves at the top of the NBA. They certainly proved that tonight. They had an extremely good performance. This is the kind of night when you see them play at the peak of their powers in that second half, and you see that no other team, sorry Clippers, sorry Jazz, sorry Brooklyn, sorry Milwaukee, sorry Philadelphia, none of those teams, when these, when these Lakers play like they do in the second half, there's no team that's going to match up. This is something that I wanted you to go ahead and also talk about. And I know you're going to probably talk about it in your articles coming up on medium.com and also lakerholics.com is with Anthony Davis not playing as well as he can. This is something that's been mostly off for him this year. There's very been very few games where he's been on. 
it's still nice to see that this other team hasn't, you know, the other players have enough depth. There's enough depth on the Lakers team that they can go ahead and make up for that in a big game against a really good team in the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, you know, I, I, I felt very strongly that one of the big discussions that's going on in the NBA right now is the formula for winning championships in the modern era. And I don't think it's the three superstars and no depth like the Brooklyn Nets have right now. I think the formula is having two great superstars who complement each other and a terrific deep roster. And this was what was most disconcerting to me over the last four games before tonight is that everybody else, we went, we went two and two, but the thing that really bothered me was that of the 11 players in the rotation, nine of them played terribly during those four game stretch and only two players, Alex Caruso and LeBron played great. Tonight, we got back to the normal thing. AD didn't have a superstar game. KCP really didn't have a great game. Mark Gasol had another disappointing performance, two points, basically was unable to hit shots from the field and basically was left out most of the second half. He's becoming this year's version of JaVale McGee, I'm afraid. And you know what happened with JaVale? He ended up not playing a lot in the playoffs, and I think that may be the same formula that happens this year, assuming that Mark doesn't make it to the playoffs. But you're still having two or three players not perform well. The Lakers still came out and had six or seven players play extremely well. Horton Tucker, I was just terrific to see Talon have a fabulous game. And he really contributed a lot. And and uh, Harrell, even though he started slowly, really picked it up. And Schroeder had a great game. And he showed some some effort on defense and so forth. And those two dives that he made for the ball and the steals that he, and the hustle that he would make when he made a bad play um, were exactly the types of things that would have sent Staples Center crazy. So this was a great win for the Lakers. It got them back to playing at the level that they had, were capable of. And sometimes, you know, just like we found in everything that goes on in life, sometimes you need to hit rock bottom for a short period of time in order to just get inspired to come back and and take that after two steps backward, take that big leap forward where you're even better than you were before. The Lakers, you know, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is that AD is not playing anywhere near his potential. So imagine this team, if AD comes back and starts to play at that level that he was before, and he probably of all of the players on the Lakers maybe was hurt most by having both the combination of the short off season and a couple of nagging injuries, including that heel injury that really sort of is the type of injury that prevents you from having the mobility that you normally have. And he seems a little bit slow, a step slow. And he's also sort of, I think, fighting. The Lakers want him to shoot threes. They want him to be, they want him to evolve into the player who's going to win multiple championships. Um, And that's, in their minds, that's going to be a guy who is deadly from outside and opens the floor up for everybody else, including himself. And AD himself has said that he wants to, he doesn't want to become one of those guys like he felt that Embiid had become where he's mostly playing outside and not taking advantage of his natural height and, and ability to score inside. So it's, it's a, it's a balancing act that you have to do when you're a player like that. LeBron has the same balancing act when to take the three versus when to attack the basket. 
But I love today how LeBron basically was going downhill almost all night long. And he's almost unstoppable when you get that combination of him hitting the threes and attacking the rim. And the Lakers, you know, this was this was the best game of the year, in my opinion. I don't think they played a better game. For sure, it was the best half of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to correct you on that. I'm For sure, for me, it's the best, it's the best half of the year. I think they played a better four quarters game. This possibly, year. possibly. Yeah, but this but was definitely I, the best half. I think we definitely both the best that. half. I, I agree with you on that wholeheartedly on, on that. It was just something that was great to see. I mean, with the Lakers, like you said, it's something that I'm very concerned about with Anthony Davis continuing going forward. Obviously, Marcus Saul as well. That's still an issue. With Anthony Davis, I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's going to be voted in as one of the starters, most likely, you know, because yep. of the popularity of the Lakers. Uh, and even if he wasn't, I think he would be voted to the reserves. I would think a great thing for the Lakers. And you can see how much I appreciate Davis because I have his jersey right behind me. And I do love him as a player. I think for him and for the Lakers fans, what would be best is if he didn't get on that all-star team as a way to say, you know what? You're not performing at the level we think you should be. It's kind of funny. I I know we're going to talk about the all-star teams each of our all-star teams next next time next yes but i saw the i saw the the east and west teams from the first round of voting and my immediate response was man that's going to be a great game uh, and it'll be interesting to see if they adopt some of the do some of the things that last year made that all-star game one of the best all-star games that in modern times, at least. Where yeah, you really that's what my daughter and I were talking about as well. Agreed yeah, so that, that. that's going to be great to see. I can understand your feeling about AD because he's still uh, he needs to be mad. He's still got these nagging injuries and so forth. And and he does, he does, his presence on the floor has such an influence that when he doesn't play, we really, we really can struggle. You know, in, in that Detroit game where we, he didn't play, we really... We're lucky to win that game, close it out at the end. I can understand you wanting him to, but I don't think there's a chance in hell with the no. with the Lakers, with the Lakers fan base and uh, and the All Star voting. Uh, AD will be in there for sure, and uh, and LeBron James just created some space between himself and and Joel Embiid, and definitely Nikola Jokic for the MVP uh, sweepstakes this year. I think LeBron is going to go wire to wire for that. And if he does that, that's probably a great sign for the Lakers because uh, he's, he's, he's playing. I mean, I saw several articles recently where there were, there were basically where people were saying that, that LeBron James is playing better at 36 years old than ever he has before. And, you know, you, I, rem- I remember the, I remember the athletic LeBron James, uh, of the of the heat times and so of the heat years and but, then one of those years he was shooting about 40 percent from yeah three he did well, he shot 40 percent so. one year but but the combination of the types of passes that he's making and the the way he's still able to attack the paint and and make those layups going downhill he seems almost impervious the guy is just a marvel uh, well i, think, I can tell I, you right I, now i, I will I say Raphael's right he's a cyborg he is a cyborg. I will say that the cracks show on back-to-backs. Yep. Like it did in the Detroit game in that second right. half. I mean, that's where a younger LeBron, that's where the Miami LeBron or Cleveland LeBron 
may differentiate from Los Angeles Lakers LeBron is you get the savvy and the intelligence that he has and the experience that he's gained. And he still has a wealth of talent, obviously, to draw from. But back-to-back situations, it's still tough for him because that's when you start seeing little signs that father time is, you know, just just a little bit, just a little bit yeah. tapping on his shoulder. But again, I, we, we'll take what we can get because you see with two days rest what he yeah. can do. And there is no question in my mind, and I think most observers of professional basketball, that LeBron James is still the best player on the planet, even at age 36. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I think there's no question about it. He's reasserted himself as the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP voting and also helping the Lakers to stay at near the top, near the top of the NBA's uh, Western conference. Got to get that back in first place again, but right now they're just behind the Utah jazz, I think by half a game and also as well, they're tied with the Clippers. I think right now they're all in that 17 and five, 17, eight, 17, six, that type of deal. So we're going to go ahead and see what happens down the road. But again, I feel so much better about the, what the Lakers are doing after a performance like this. Yeah, I think I think what we're going to see is in the next 20 games, we're going to see the packing that you see at the top of the Eastern and Western Conference both start to stretch out. You know, it, it gets a lot easier when there are 40 games in the books and there aren't a bunch of teams all stacked around six, seven, and eight losses. Those teams are going to, you know, then those losses are going to be eight losses to 12 losses to 16 losses. Um, and I think you're going to see the Lakers take over first place again, because well, I don't think, I think at some point in time, Anthony Davis is going to get back to being the Anthony Davis he was before. He has a high standard for himself. I'm sure he's going to be somewhat critical of his play tonight. And, uh, I, you know, there was a point where if he hadn't got that last dunk, he might have ended up with under 10 points which is almost unheard of for a player of his caliber. So the Lakers have, in addition to how well they played in the second half tonight and demolished the demolished the Nuggets, they still have a lot of untapped potential simply because of Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you put in the Anthony Davis, who played in the playoffs last year, into this existing team right now, they just are elevated so far above the other teams that it's that it's really – bigger gap than we've ever seen before. So I'm looking forward to seeing this happen. I'm looking forward to seeing AD come back and I'm looking forward to seeing the team 
play this kind of defense every single night. And that's still with definitive questions about that you and I have regarding Marcus Saul, Wes Matthews, end of the bench rotation, that type of deal. It's points in the paint. I mean, we could still go on with a list of stuff that's yep. there, that's flaws that we're concerned about. But the positives, right. the positives really outweigh the negatives as far as what we're seeing with the Lakers. Because we've, got that, the, we've got the depth to be able to take care of them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the big difference in, that if Gasol doesn't, I mean, I expect Mark will continue to start, at least for the foreseeable future. I do think that there are some opportunities. I mean, I watched the uh, I watched the game between the uh, Mavericks and yeah. Golden State, and, and uh, Golden State looked good. I mean, I talk about backdoor cuts. Those Golden State Warriors understand how and when to cut backdoor. But but, that, um, but then again, the next game they look bad. I mean, they're yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, all these teams: Denver, Golden State, Phoenix. They're it's like, the nature, the I think it's the nature of the season. I think yeah. it's the nature of the COVID season and everything. But uh, it was interesting because I saw that Willie Cauley Stein now, now that Porzingis is in there, Willie Cauley Stein has really been relegated to a third string center. I think he's one of the trade targets that I've actually wanted the Lakers to pursue. For years, I've been a Willie Cauley Stein fan. Just can't uh, finish at the rim. That's the only yeah, um, but you don't need him for that. Uh, I mean, we're not getting any points from Gasol, but I would sure like to have some rim protection and a 240 pound center who could block shots and it can run like a deer yes. uh, and defend on the perimeter. He still can. He's, you know, he, he's, he's the kind of player that I think makes sense. I also still like Nerlens Noel and I do think the Lakers will make a move and they probably could get one of those guys without giving up anything that's in their rotation, you know, so it just give us a little more depth at center. I expect them to pursue something at the trade deadline unless Gasol can suddenly, you know, get a drink from LeBron's fountain of youth and get a little quicker and so forth. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't terrible tonight uh, because Joker is a tough matchup. And other than the, other than the way the, that uh, Nicola always seems to have a burst in the start of the games where he got seven quick points, we really held him in check the rest of the game. It was yes, really a marvelous defensive job. And I noticed too that, you know, we usually only double guards, but we were doubling him aggressively all in the fourth quarter. And that just that just creates chaos for a team because it being proactive like that on defense takes them out of their normal offense. And that's what's really important about being aggressive defensively. And you can't do that very well, usually with Gasol in the game, whereas you can do it with Trez, Trez in the game. And I think well, that we're going to see a lot more closing with Trez in the closing things, and he's improved his free throw shooting this year from, you know, from 60% to 70%. That helps a lot. So looking good if you're a Lakers fan. This was a wonderful game and uh, no anxiety. You know, you just sat there and enjoyed it as the Lakers started with that run late in the, late in the third quarter to, to just turn that quarter around. Uh, we had 20-point differential in the third quarter, 37 yes. points to their, to their 15. So great win. Um, I don't even know. When is the next game? Who do we play? That's going to be on Saturday against, Saturday? Okay. against our arch nemesis, the Detroit Pistons. So <laughs> we're looking for a rematch there. So you know, oh. it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be ugly, personally. Yeah, this could be Jamie's trap game coming yeah. out. Once again. But it is going to be something to see. 
Tom, it's been great having you aboard on today's episode. Once again, the Lakers win 114 to 93 over the Denver Nuggets with a sensational second half. But before we head on out, any quick plugs for your medium.com or Lakerholics.com? No, I'm going to, I've been working on a, a couple of long-term stories, but I've sort of pulled off of those uh, simply because I wanted to see what was happening with the Lakers. Normally, I, I tend to let Jamie, you know, do most of the plugging with his five things for the events that are happening current. Um, I did sort of break that mold yesterday or today by by writing a story previewing game against the Nuggets. And I was pretty harsh on the Lakers, basically saying, that, hey, the team's got to come out and show what kind of team they are. So I've made a challenge to them. And, and boy, I was thrilled with the response that we got from it. So tomorrow, I think I'm going to be jumping right in with everybody else in the conversation and and praising all of the great moves that were made by Frank Vogel, the the way the short rotation has continued to work, the way that that uh, LeBron LeBron and four reserves lineup has continued to play extremely well, and the defense, man, that's the whole name of the game right now. The Lakers' defense is. Uh, even during that four-game streak where we played terribly and, and we defensive ranking was only seventh for those four games, uh, whereas the offense rankings were all in the 20s, this was a defensive performance tonight that is going to even create more room between us and the other competitors in the defensive rankings. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, to really just enjoying the win and uh, gloating about it as much as I can tomorrow. And you'll be gloating about it right there at Lakerholics.com. Well, again, the Lakers win 114.93 with a sensational second-half performance like we haven't seen at all this year. I mean, they've had great four-quarter games, but nothing like we saw in the second half of this game. And hopefully we can package that, wrap that up, and hopefully unravel that once again on Valentine's Day when they go to Denver and play against the Denver Nuggets there in Denver. But their next game is going to be against Detroit on Saturday night. And we'll be here to cover it right after the game. Again, the Lakers win 114-93. And we'll be here Saturday right after the game against Detroit. And we'll go ahead and make sure we give you a nice post-game report plus our picks for the NBA All-Star team. That'll be coming up on Saturday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.